Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the Calendly link in the show notes and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Kay King. Kay, welcome. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm very excited to be here today. Well, I don't often get many people on the show who are as keen a listener as you are and (laughs) and have been following for a while the show and commenting via LinkedIn, particularly on what value you've got out of the episode. So thank you for reaching out and, and obviously connecting with me that way, but also for coming on the show today. Thank you. Well, you're most welcome. I do, as I've said, I, I love it and I love the the variety of conversations that you have. And yeah, and that big question, why are we doing what we're doing? <laughs> very important. Well, we'll definitely be diving into your why very soon. So let's just start with what is it that you're focusing on right now? Right now, I'm uh We're coming to the end of the summer cycle in my marketing sanctuary community. So we are wrapping up all of the work on our plans and I'm looking forward to celebrating how everyone has got on with that. And I am inviting people to join us for the next cycle. So um, the marketing sanctuary is my community of people who are struggling with their marketing and finding a better way of doing it so that's uh, one thing and outside of that uh, August we're doing this in August and it's a little bit quieter sometimes on the client front so it's a chance to think about uh, content for my audience for my clients gaps in training that they might need help with and my fearless marketing workshops, which are I run through the year. So now there's two words I'm going to pick up on here. One is sanctuary and one is fearless. Yeah. Now they are <laughs> conscious, conscious I can see this because you are a marketing expert. So yeah. what is it about those two words particularly? And obviously creating a community that comes with that. Mm. Yeah. The community, the community is really, really important to me. One of my values is uh, community, connection and community kind of they're interchangeable for me. And um, marketing is one of those topics that is just huge and it can feel like this big, massive machine that we have to get to grips with. And for many, many people, it is overwhelming. It feels complicated. It feels really techy and a bit spammy. And um, and 
at the same time, it's really, really important for our business. You know, if we're not marketing our business, then no one knows that we're there. So I created the marketing sanctuary for people to get a little bit of escape from all that noise to connect with themselves and each other and what it is they want from their business and to get training, support, encouragement, accountability. There is a little bit of gentle kicking up the bum sometimes um, to help them find their own marketing rhythm in a space that feels supported and comfortable and um, safe, really. Yeah. So that's the sanctuary. The, the workshops that I run are, uh, the title of those is Fearless Marketing. And for the same thing, you know, it is, it is so hard to find out what, what matters and what doesn't in marketing. It's so hard to know what's right for you. Um, and if you're not a marketer, you kind of think you have to do all the things uh, and then you just get stressed and overwhelmed because it doesn't work. You want to give up. You think you're a failure, which you're not. Of course, you're just not a marketing expert. Um, so, yeah, my my mission is to help people get past that fear and overwhelm. And get to a place where they can embrace marketing and they can prioritize it so that they can get more of client the clients they love to work with. Sounds fabulous. And I totally understand the the noise and, and the massive machine that you're describing here and how you can feel as though you are just a drop in the ocean in terms of mm. reaching your audience and connecting with them. Stress and overwhelm and failure. You've just sort of dropped those elements there. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, your mission is to help people get past that fear. Yes. Explain how that has manifested as being your focus. How it was come to be. Um, it, it's interesting. I worked in marketing agencies for about 30 years um, before I set up a business which wasn't this business um and i worked with some amazing clients and some very very talented people so i worked with some big brands i worked with tk maxx and hilton hotels henko coffee and i loved it and i learned a lot but that pressure is relentless in the agency world it is constant deadlines constant battles to meet targets and it became too much. I'd had enough. Uh, took me 30 years to realize I'd had enough, but you know, for most of that time, I did love it. Um, so in 2016, I set up a business, a consultancy business, um, because I thought I'm a marketer. That's what I have to do. If I'm going to work for myself, I have to do marketing for other people. So I was working with businesses of maybe 50 to 100 people who had some marketing budget but no marketing teams so and i was creating strategies and doing the implementation for them but i didn't really enjoy it that much um it was okay but it obviously the budgets and the size of the teams they had were nowhere near what i was used to working with so 
that what we could do was quite limited in in my view at the time not now um but uh so i kind of started to um think about what else i could do but i didn't really know what else i could do and somebody said to me one day i said one of the things that i missed most about my agency life was training and developing my team so i loved it when someone came into us straight from uni and they worked for a couple of years they got promoted once maybe twice and then they went off to an amazing job somewhere else and i had helped them develop that those skills that potential that confidence to go off and make an amazing career for themselves and i got a lot of pleasure and a lot of um pride i had that little kind of proud mum moment when people went off to a great new job somewhere else and i did miss that that motivated me really seeing people reach their potential and i was talking to someone one day in the networking thing and i said you know i really miss the training development stuff um but i can't do that in my business i don't i don't want to grow a team i don't want to employ people it's not part of my vision and she just looked at me and she said why not and i was like oh that's a really good question shortly after that i became quite unwell i had quite severe chronic fatigue for almost 3 years and i was kind of trying to do the consultancy stuff a bit but obviously that dried up after a while because i couldn't get out there and promote my business and it gave me lots and lots of time to think about what i could do and i had met lots of people who were working really really hard to promote their businesses they trying to do all the things they thought they had to do um and it wasn't working i met a lady who had spent 800 pounds on a facebook advertising course just the course not the ads just the course and she got nothing from not a single lead and a really short conversation with that lady told me that she was never going to get results from facebook ads partly because at the time it wasn't the right uh channel her she was a mortgage broker and this was several years ago and no one would consider buying a mortgage through a facebook ad but also more importantly she had no idea who her audience was how she could help them and what made her different three really really important questions in marketing who do you help how do you help them why are you different without those it doesn't matter how hard you work or how much social media you put out there if you don't have clarity around those questions nothing's going to work for you and so i could see people trying to do marketing without thinking about those really important questions and i thought i can help these people i can help them first of all recognize those questions are important and secondly find a way to explore those questions for themselves um and also to feel confident and comfortable talking about that stuff uh in a way that connects with their dream clients 
very often I met people who were so afraid of marketing, afraid of putting a spotlight on themselves because we have that, oh, you know, I can't, can't do that. That's showing off. That's not nice. Ooh, no, it's not showing off at all. Um, and it, those people also had amazing businesses and I wanted to help them get their businesses out there to the right people. So the marketing mental thing started to form. I messaged a few people and said, I've got this idea. Do you fancy being a guinea pig for me on this thing? I don't know what it looks like yet, but we'll, we'll sort something out. Um, worked with a few people and then developed a program, the a kind of very, very uh, manageable, not simple. It's quite, it is simple. It's manageable. It's not easy. That's the thing. Um, so I developed a framework to help people get that foundations of their strategy in place. Uh, and that's what I still use now to work with my clients. That was quite a long answer. <laughs> and that's great. And, and you brushed over a couple of things I'd like to just pick up on, please. Firstly, the, the why not question. And obviously, this is a show called Focus on Why. Yeah. However, why not is, is something that crops up over and over again in terms of limiting beliefs or even expanding horizons. And you also then touched on the fact that you were then bedridden with chronic fatigue for three years and, and sort of not able to, to function as well as you had done previously. So I wanted to see how much of the limiting belief or the why not question and then the debilitation of chronic fatigue how they came mm. about into to taking you on your purpose driven focus the why not question uh i people must have asked me that question before but um it really made me sit up and think it just made me think gosh there is there could be there might be a different way of using my skills and experience that I got in all of those years of working in marketing agencies. I think when you're in, a, you know, I say to my clients, we can't see the label from inside the jar. When you're right in it, you can't, you can't begin to comprehend what might be possible on the outside. Um, so that, that person asking me that question opened up my thinking to think oh okay actually maybe there is a different different way of doing this um and I actually heard somebody just in passing and I wasn't even having a conversation with her I heard her talking to someone else about having a marketing coach and I was like I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing at the time and um so that must have planted itself in my head a bit um and then the the illness kind of made me think uh, i mean i was very very fortunate in lots of ways i i kind of the the 3 years was uh i i certainly wasn't in bed for 3 years i was in bed a lot of the time for the first year um and then gradually started to come out of it and it was great and now i'm and i'm well 
the illness made me gave me lots of time to think, um, but also made me start to think, what do I really want to be doing? How do I want to be spending my time? Yes, I need to earn a living of some sort. I don't want a job. I don't want to go back to the agency life um, because that potentially was what landed me where I was in bed in the first place. Um, but what are the things about my work that I love? Um, and that's when I started to think more and more about the training and development side and the just supporting these women. I work with women 97% of the time um, to get their businesses out there because I felt frustrated on their behalf. I felt angry with the people that were taking their money for all of these ridiculous get rich quick seven figure in three months schemes that just make me really, really cross. Um, so there was a bit of that that I wanted to deal with and do something, do something about it, I think. Can't quite know what your question was, but I think that's answered it. There's a lot. There's a lot of thinking here. This is a, this is a word that crops up a lot, and and it was just at the end of your sort of describing how you've got to where you've got, with the the two questions of why not, and then the illness as well, um, into how you've been feeling, and that it actually the, the triggers of frustration and anger really led you to create what you have now, which is a sanctuary that you spoke of right at the beginning, where people could be fearless. So, out of many things, it the the anger and the frustration have fueled it, but also the transferable skills that you you mentioned that you had. It's just a different way of of impl implicating, not implicating, of um, employing or deploying. Yeah. What's the word? Um, using. Yes, let's go with using. <laughs> <laughs> of of That's uh, easy using. word. <laughs> oh goodness, honestly, why make it harder? Um, when you you described it as being able to you can't see the label from the inside and I, I often say you can't see the picture from inside the frame same concept yeah. absolutely yeah. love that I haven't heard the jar one before but it is so true particularly and I'm going to say from a, a perspective of a woman is that sometimes we don't see the yeah. transferable skills now I'm saying particularly from a woman because as a stay-at-home mother for many years I didn't see how the those skills would be transferable in a business context. And my goodness, yeah. how wrong I was. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that is, uh, it's so true, isn't it? Because we we also, I, I think we it's hard to see yourself, how others see you, but we, we, we get put in boxes um, too easily, I think. Um, and interestingly, this has just occurred to me, when I worked in agencies, I was in a box as someone who got a lot of stuff done. And, you know, if you want a lot of stuff done, you give it to Kay. And I, uh, you know, going through the ranks, if you like, just took on more and more and more um, because at the time, and in lots of places still now, if somebody's really good at doing lots of stuff, you give them more stuff. How ridiculous is that? And how damaging is that in, in the long term? 
So, but also because of the way agencies were often structured, there was, you know, there were teams of people, client services people, which I was, um, and, uh, you know, towards the end of my career, I was the, I ran the client services teams. Those people built the relationships with the clients. They managed the teams who were doing the stuff. And we had planners and the planners were the people who had the big ideas, the clever people, the in inverted commas, I'm waving my arms around, you can't see that. Um, and so when I first left the agency for like world for a while, I kind of thought, well, I can't, I can't do the strategy stuff because I wasn't never a planner. I was a client services person. So I think part of my resistance to doing the strategy with the, the businesses that I worked with in my first business when I first left before I started the mentoring was I'm not sure consciously or unconsciously I'm cut out for this. I'm not sure I'm good enough to do this. Um, and that's probably why I wasn't enjoying it as well. Um, but the more I met people who had no marketing background at all, no experience, no training, the more I realized how much knowledge and experience I had that was valuable for other people. My husband always used to say to me, you've got more marketing knowledge in your little finger than loads of those people that you you are in awe of or worried about or whatever in those days. Um, and I think you don't see that. You don't see, because it's obvious to you as well. And that, that was something I had to kind of overcome to support my clients because I'd be, I wouldn't, sometimes there'd be something really quite straightforward that I wouldn't talk about with my clients or wouldn't share information on social media about because I thought, well, that's really obvious. Um, but it isn't obvious because those people that I work with don't have the experience and knowledge I have. And they have the same problem promoting their, their businesses. They're very often coaches, consultants, uh, therapists, service professionals. Um, and they're in the same boat. What's obvious to them isn't obvious to the people they're trying to help. So understanding that, who do you help? How do you help? Why are you different? And getting that on repeat helps them connect with their audience and helps them attract the right people for them. And I understand my husband often says the same to me about what I take for granted as being knowledge that everybody has and mm. it's it is a case of you think that it is straightforward it's it sounds common sense even sometimes but no it's not the case and no. I I would love to hear more about what you feel is obvious to you in terms of your work and how purpose folds in what is obvious for me in terms of my work um, which often causes light bulb moments, I think, is that at its heart, marketing is just a conversation. It is just a conversation between you and somebody who may or may not be interested in working with you. 
at some point now or in six months' time, maybe a year or two years' time. And because it's just a conversation, in essence, it's, you can choose how you have that conversation. You, can, you don't have to be on all the social media platforms every single day. You can choose not to be on social media at all if you want to. Um, so I've lost my thread a bit there. Does that answer that question? Yeah, it was just what was obvious for you in terms of your work. And, and, mm. and, and I love that in terms of it's just having a conversation. Marketing is just having a conversation. Yeah. In terms of, of the purpose element and in terms of how purpose falls into your work, how you, you are embracing your own focus on why and everything you're doing, how does that work for you? It works for me. Uh, my, my purpose, if you like, is to fundamentally really stop people beating themselves up and wasting time, energy and money on marketing that is never going to work for them and to help people believe that they are the best people to help their dream clients because at the end of the day, really, marketing is, yes, it's just a conversation and it's, a, it's not about shouting, buy my stuff. Um, nobody wants that. And sometimes I think people think that acting has to be like that. It has to be shouty and noisy and it really, really doesn't. So uh, my purpose comes through in the way I bring potential clients into my world through conversations, through networking, through giving them advice and um, sharing content that I know will be valuable for them. And um, I've lost my thread because, oh yes, so marketing really, you know, if you're a coach or a consultant or a therapist or something, there are people out there who need your help. And if you're not creating conversations, engaging them in your world, they don't know you exist and they can't get the help that you can give them. Um, so my purpose is to help my clients see that um, as part of their purpose, because very often they're people who are their businesses are about helping people. Um, I don't work with people who sell widgets um, or make stuff. Um, so they, they may not call it a purpose, but they have a deep desire to transform people's lives, to help people have better health, better relationships, and more successful, in inverted commas, business that allows them to live the life that they want to live. So I guess my purpose is to help them uh, live theirs through marketing effectively in a way that will draw their dream clients into their world. Because often people can be very busy working with clients, but they're not there 
dream clients and they're not really feeling like their their life is purposeful and fulfilled because they're working with people they don't really want to work with um, just because they think they've got to work with anybody. Yeah, I, I understand. That. And one of the things that I hear time and time again in terms of marketing is to understand your niche. Now, this is a controversial oh, yes. subject, and I'm going to let you share your opinion on niche marketing. Yes. Niching. Oh, I hate that word. I hate that word. I hate the word avatar as well, because, you know, we are not we're not avatars. We are human beings. We are living, breathing human beings. And our potential clients are also living, breathing human beings. We have to connect with them on an emotional level as fellow humans. Um, so the niche thing, yes. Um, I often get people saying to me, I, I'm trying to find my niche. I'm trying to find my niche. Or I had somebody recently who who before we started working together, she said, I knew I had to find a niche. So I decided to focus on um, stopping people eating too much sugar. Um, she said, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> but she felt like she had to have that thing. And for me, there's there's some element of value in being clear about who you help because marketing is just a conversation at its heart and if you really understand intimately who your dream client is you can create conversations that connect with that person if you understand their fears their frustrations their dreams their desires what's stopping them getting what they want you know what what's going on in their life that they don't want if you really truly understand that it's easy to create emails or blogs or social media content or talks because you're talking to an individual um so but niching people a niche doesn't have to be a particular type of uh, thing. I think for me, my niche, if, if somebody looked at me from the outside, my niche is just who I am. It's and very, you know, if you're a solo business owner, your niche is you because no one else can be you. No one else can work with your clients in the way that you work with them in your unique combination of skills and tools and talents. So I'd say worry less about the niche because that's an abstract concept and worry more about really truly understanding who it is you want to be helping, who it is you want to help and how, what impact you can have on their lives the relationships their business whatever and how does the dream client differ from the word avatar that you're not a fan of your dream client is uh i'm looking up here because i have a photo i have a a, a visual representation of my dream client she's called sarah 
Um, and until very recently, I'd never had a client called Sarah, but last week I had a one-to-one -one session with a lady called Sarah. It was brilliant. Um, so I encourage people and anybody who's listening to, if you want to think about who you work, who you really want to work with, who is your dream client? Who is the person that uh, if you get a call and you chat to them and you can tell the minute you start the conversation that they, they're a good fit for you and that you can help them? Who, what is it about them that makes them such a dream client? Sometimes you can think about what you don't want. That's really helpful. Um, but it's the people who make you jump out of bed in the morning, who when you look in your diary, you go, yes, I'm working with that person today. I can't wait because I know we have an amazing session. I know I'm going to help them get a breakthrough. I know that they are going to bring what they need to bring to the table. So, yeah, your dream client is a living, breathing human being with challenges, frustrations and a life outside of what it is that you do, um, which all impacts on how they are feeling in their current situation. Yeah, 100 percent. And understanding what their their own purpose is knowing what it is that they're looking to achieve and and then you you by working with them help them to achieve incredible ripple effects and yeah. and it just carries on constantly there's been a, again there's i'm just going to pick up on the thinking and this reflective practice that you have built into so many parts of your your framework and and working with your clients just to help them to think about what it is they're trying to achieve you know the show. I, I have my reflections episodes after every five yeah. guests. I'm really keen to think about what it is that I'll be reflecting on from this <laughs> conversation, particularly. Uh, but that's for another day. But what it is what is it for you that reflective practice gives you? I think it uh, it gives me space, or well, you need space to be able to do that. Um, but I think it just allows me to step back a bit from what I'm doing. Um, I think it's really, really important to not just keep doing the same old, same old and to stop and think, OK, this bit's working. Is it working as well as it could? I find reflective practice on my own quite difficult, um, but I have just come across an amazing book called Exploratory Writing by Alison Jones. Um, she did a, uh, a session at a business development day I was at last week or maybe the week before. Um, and she talks about, uh, lots of people talk about journaling and morning pages and those kinds of things. She talks about exploratory, write, exploratory writing in six minute sprints. So you pose a question, you set the timer and you just write for six minutes. And that kind of somehow frees up something 
So I do write quite a lot to try and reflect and answer questions. Um, it's not something I would have done, certainly not before I was ill. It's, you know, I, I came across lots of tools and techniques to help with all sorts of challenges uh, that we all have during that time of being ill and journaling was one of them. And there goes what I know what I'll be talking about in my reflections. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, absolutely. The the book that you mentioned, Exploratory Writing by Alison Jones, and she describes it as being everyday magic for life and work. It's mm. exciting. You've read it too. I haven't read it. It's it's on my list. So thank mm. you. I will be that will be <laughs> another reflection with action that I will be taking from here. But but I do know the power of journaling and what mm. that can do in terms of the different times that you journal through the day as well can give you very different results. Yeah. And it's just one of the most incredible practices. And as you know, I'm writing a book about a journal that my grandfather mm. had kept as a prisoner of war. And again, the learnings that are coming now, you know, we're all, almost 100 years later, not quite, but almost. It's, mm. it's incredible that. Yeah the legacy of what you may do in terms, and you said right at the beginning or, or somewhere in the middle that you're having this conversation with someone and marketing is about having conversation with someone and it could be now, it could be sometime in the future. Now, yes, it may be several decades in the future. You may not necessarily benefit from it yourself, but from your business, but that doesn't mm. matter. It's, it's also about legacy, right? Yeah. Yes, and I think it is, uh, you know, the, the, the people that I work with, the, the, and I, sometimes I worry about getting a bit too uh, kind of self-important when I talk about this kind of stuff. You know, there's that little voice going, who the hell do you think you are? Um, but I think now there is a generation of women who have been through the corporate mill um, and we are coming out the other we have come out the other side and we are running successful businesses and we are supporting other women to run successful businesses and they have uh, friends and families who will be inspired by the work that they do and um and there's always that thing that, you know, my clients are people who want to help people. So they are helping people. Uh, they are helping people get past very changing situations in their lives. One of my uh, marketing sanctuary members is a lady who helps families with children who struggle with dyslexia and other um, challenges in school which are barriers to learning and she helps those families in a way that actually goes against the grain you know um she doesn't follow a lot of the um prescribed routes for helping these families but it works and it works brilliantly and she's got stories to prove it so if i can help her help more families who are going to help their children learn better, then their futures are going to be hugely impacted by that. So actually, that's an amazing thing to be able to do. 
Incredible. And this is this is the thing about the community you set up, the the business is right. And yes, it may not have been right the first iteration, but you learned from your mistakes and you took it to a space where now you're embodying all all of who you are and if coming from the heart. And yes, there's this brilliant connection of with your your people, your community. And as you said right at the beginning, it's it is about community and connection that they were interchangeable. And that is your your purpose. It's this incredible understanding now that your work is is of huge value and that you are of huge value. And that whole nagging I'm not good enough has disappeared because you know that you are and you know (laughs) that you you are achieving what you need to achieve. Yeah. And and it is, you know, I have uh lots of help for that and we all have we all have days when the voice comes back and we need to manage it and um I have lots of support around me to to do that and I think being able to recognize that is is a huge step um for anybody and because of the support I've had then I can help my clients do that I'm not I'm not a coach in inverted commas I have never trained as a coach and if I think somebody would benefit from working with a coach to help them with some of that big big mindset stuff then I will put them in touch with people that I trust to support them but very often it's just a case of creating a space for them to feel comfortable to step out of the comfort zone a little bit and put their head above the parapet and kind of start to talk about their their work. So I, I've got Lady in the Sanctuary now who I worked with one-to-one at the end of last year who um, had been in the services in the military for 24 years, come out, become a has, has a coaching business now. When we first met, she said, I don't want to be doing anything on social media I don't want to be doing any of that I just want to get clients some other way and this week in the marketing sandwich she has said I'm really loving creating content on LinkedIn at the moment how amazing is that she's found her voice she's creating great content she's getting engagement and she's got past that belief that it's it's a bit grubby and it's a bit icky um and helping people do that is is an amazing thing to be able to do fabulous well what a perfect opportunity for me to say how can people reach out to uk linkedin uh, is where i hang out most often um i'm also on i'm k with an e by the way so if you're putting in k king marketing mentor you need the e uh, i'm also i have facebook which is marketing mentor k and I have an Instagram account at Mentor K. Um, my website is marketingmentork.com. Uh, you can email me hello at marketingmentork.com. So, yeah, I'd love to hear from people who have, uh, you know, who have been helped a little bit by something that I've said today because. Even if only one person's been helped by something I've said today, that's enough for me. So, yeah, get in touch. 
Thank you so much, Kay, for sharing your focus on why it really has been a pleasure to have you on the show. And thank you. Really look forward to hearing some people who have reached out and and gone on to to work with you, and then what they've gone on to achieve. So let's the, the ripple effect starts here. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have some final words, please, for the audience? Yes, my final words are, and I've said it already, but it's so so important that there are people out there who will benefit from your immense skills, knowledge and experience. And if you are not promoting yourself, they won't benefit. So you kind of have a responsibility in in a way to help them find you. And that is just through conversation. And everybody loves a good conversation. It's not complicated. It's not spammy. It's just helping people who need your help find you. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.